When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Yes, indeed. Let's go hour number two on a Wednesday. Chad and Zay with you. I'm Chad Hastings. He is Isaiah Collier. We are getting ready for Sweet 16 action later in the week. And I say later, it's tomorrow with the Sweet 16. Texas baseball got another win yesterday. How about 11 in a row as they head into conference play against uh, Texas Tech this weekend? You got NASCAR in town at COTA. You got golf out at ACC with the match play and the tournament roll. On Plus, we are only 24 days away from the Texas spring game. Get that circled on your calendar. 36 days away from the NFL draft. Football never dies around here. And with that in mind, let's bring in one of our favorites on the Vaqueros Cafe and Cantina Hotline. Every Wednesday about this time, we give him a shout. It's Justin Wells. Inside Texas on 3.com. He's at Justin Wells 2424 on Twitter as well if you want to give him a follow. Justin, how are you? I'm doing well, guys. How are you holding up? In this uh, day before the Sweet Sixteen, yeah, no, feeling it, good, baby, feeling good. It is that I can hear you that. Like how that sounds, eh? Oh, uh-huh. it sounds so good. Like Fifteen long years, Justin <laughs> Wells. I was seventeen years old. Fifteen long years. It is a tough thing to achieve. It's not something you should ever expect. There's some fan bases that expect it every year as an automatic. It's a tough thing to do, and obviously the Longhorns have now gotten those first two big wins. They advance. Um, Justin, give us your thoughts of of what you saw against Penn State. I was really impressed with Texas, uh, really all season, Texas' ability at times to answer questions, to answer a run from the other team. In years previous, we've seen them kind of wilt a little bit in those situations, but I like the way they stood up against Penn State. What would you think uh, of the performance? How are you feeling about this team headed to the Sweet 16? Well, I'll say this. If you're kicking ass going through the last two weeks, going into March Madness, that's the time to peak, and that's exactly what this team is doing. They went through the Big 12 tournament rather quickly, which it was a little surprise to me. I wasn't expecting the Dylan DeSue show, especially missing Timmy Allen. Then you carried over to, 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 to the first two games, and I felt like they were in control of both games for majority of the time. And then you hit that, 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 that streak in about four minutes left against Penn State, and they take the lead. I think it was a two, three-point lead, four-point lead. And that's when you were like, okay, I've seen this Texas before. Okay, this is where it ends before. And all of a sudden, you had a bunch of veterans, and Rodney Terry decides, no, we're not done yet. The suit puts it on his shoulders, scores, I think, six, maybe eight straight points. Uh, Marcus Carr had a big bucket in transition. And before you knew it, a team with a lot of veterans, a lot of experience, a team that that is a a sweet 16-caliber team all season long, has finally made it to that point. And you get the sense they're not done. 
you get the sense that this group, if they were younger, I would definitely be a little bit more worried. But with these, if you accumulate the years of experience that's on this roster and the amount of times these other guys have played in the tournament, played in big games, this is when that matters. You don't ever you don't see it in November. You sometimes won't even see it in a lull in February. In the tournament, that's when it comes out. That's when the experience pays off. And you have to notice also, these kids love playing for Rodney Terry. These kids absolutely, when it's more than just about them, that's when you have a special season. I feel like Rodney Terry is going to be named the head basketball coach at the end of the season. I feel like he's completely deserving in that manner. And, again, I don't think they're done because these guys are playing for each other and they're playing for their head coach. And when it's player-led, that's when special things happen. Yeah, you're absolutely right, Jay Wells. And, you know, before this team really got rolling, everybody just kind of thought they don't have an inside presence that you're confident in if you want to advance in the tournament. Like, if you stop the guard play, Marcus Carr, Tyrese Hunter, Serge Barry Rice, etc., then you have a really good chance of winning. But now, with what Dylan DeSue's doing, with what we've seen out of Christian Bishop, what we see from Brock Cunningham at times, Timmy Allen, even Dylan Mitchell. He's not giving you many minutes, but when he's in there, he's productive as of late. You can't focus on just the guards anymore, and that's what makes Texas pretty scary. You know, and that's a great point. There was that worry about what would happen if the guards got shut down. It really was. And then you see the the improved big man play. My worry was, Who's going to be the go-to guy with five minutes left in the half, five minutes left in the game? The closer. I call it the DJ Augustine role. <clears throat> when they used to give DJ the ball with five minutes left, that sucker was over. That's a, that's a save in baseball terms. And so I was always curious, how are they going to do that? They don't necessarily have the go-to guy, ideally. Marcus Carr is going to take that last shot, possibly. He is going to be the guy that creates with the ball more than likely. But you've got, like, five guys who can take that shot. You've got a Timmy Allen who can create a shot from the block. You've got DeSue that's playing out of his mind 12 feet from the paint. You've got Tyrese Hunter who has really kind of come into what we thought he was going to be. You don't see a lot of it, but his dribble drive is really good. I'm surprised we don't see more of it. And then you've got Sir Jabari Rice who is, who is very confident right now, and that's the most dangerous thing on a basketball court is a confident shooter. And so – I'm not so much worried now about who's the go-to guy in that last five minutes. I'm thinking they're going to pick the po- they're going to let the defense pick their poison, and they're going to go with the hot hand. And let me tell you something: if you're playing against Texas, that's absolute hell to plan for. Yeah, no doubt about it. Talking with Justin Wells. Um, so Justin, in this matchup, uh, obviously they have the matchup coming up with Xavier, but. You as an East Texas guy, I got to ask you, what's that place going to be like? If Houston is able to get by Miami and Texas is able to get by Xavier, what's it going to be like Sunday for a trip, not in Houston, but for the trip to Houston, Texas and Houston in Kansas City for the trip to H-Town? That's going to be some craziness in that building on Sunday if it comes down to it. Chad, there will be blood. (laughs) I'm telling you that right now. There will be blood. There is, there's not a team on this planet that the Houston Cougars want to beat more than the Texas Longhorns. There's not a team on this planet that the Houston Cougars want to beat more to get to Houston for a Final Four than the Texas Longhorns. There, there, you can't give. There's no motivating speeches. 
<laughs> there's yeah. nothing Calvin Sampson had. Just roll the ball out and go. <laughs> because there will be complete motivation on both ends. And it also works for Texas ends because they'll know that they got one team ahead of them. That's that they're right. They're one step from that final four. Yeah. And Rodney Terry's a guy that has been very familiar in Austin with, with, with runs to the Sweet 16 and Elite Eights. And he, he, he understands the process. And so that will be just an old-fashioned Southwest Conference slobber knocker. Now, back in the 80s, you know, Houston ran, ran college basketball down here. And, and, and Texas, they had a few runs. It was always the Lance Blanks era, you know, Tommy Penders, running horns, things of that sort. And so it's, it'll be kind of nostalgic, I think, for a lot of fans. In Texas and Houston, if that comes to fruition, if mm-hmm. that matchup happens. Yeah. But I have learned, I've learned, I can't look too ahead because I was, I was kind of, I was really wanting Texas to play A and M in that second round, and we overlooked Penn State. I hate, I, I don't think Miami can beat Houston. I really do think Houston's one of the deeper teams in, in in the country. They're certainly one of the more talented teams. It feels like Sasser is probably back to where he's usually going to be. But man, if they get past Xavier. Kansas City is going to be lit. Yeah. I mean, it, it, it's going to be – because, listen, two schools travel with their athletic programs more than any in the nation. That's Texas and Notre Dame. Nobody brings fans, packs their luggage better than Texas and, 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 and Notre Dame. Then you get Houston, which went not, not that far of a trip to potentially play in Houston for the Final Four. So many storylines, so many cool angles. But first, it's first, and Sean Miller has a great team in Xavier that matches up pretty well. <laughs> they match up pretty well with Texas, and I actually think the Xavier game might be as tough as a Houston matchup down the road. Yeah, yeah it's going to be interesting if Texas is able to advance how much that Xavier game takes out of them. But let me ask you about your bracket, Jay Wells. How's it looking? Is there anything in you know this March Madness season 2023 that shocked you? Is there any team that you set or you've seen where you're like, wow, I didn't think they would be this good that you're impressed with? How's that bracket looking? Well, my bracket looks like most people's bracket, whether they'll admit it or not. It's crap. <laughs> and when I went chalk earlier, I went chalk pretty early, and, and, and so I, I had my, my behind handed to me. But my final four teams are still playing. Alabama, Houston, Kansas State, and Gonzaga. And so I have guessed correctly so far. So I'm lucky in that regard. But, I, you know, I, I'm, not, I'm never surprised. You know, 20 years ago, I would, I'd be shocked watching George Mason upset a team, watching Virginia Commonwealth, VCU upset a team. Now I expect it. There is going to be an upset. The crazy part is it used to be the 412. Every dang bracket of 412 was going to happen. 512. 512, I'm sorry. Yeah, Yeah. 512. Every single time. And then it got a little bit closer to 413. Then it got a little bit closer (laughs) to 215. Now we've seen two ones go down in what the last three years. Now that – to me, is is a little surprising, but then again, Virginia's style keeps every team in the game, and Tony Bennett and those guys know it. And then you know, the Purdue game that was just that one. That one was probably as surprising as all of them. But now I can't say I'm surprised because it's March. Like if you're surprised, you haven't been following this your whole life. There's always going to be teams that creep up. The one thing that I guess that, that really stands out to me is that there's not one dominating team. There's not one clear cut. Like Alabama may be the top seed, and I actually have them winning over Houston in the final. They they may be the top seed, but I don't necessarily think they're the best team. 
it's weird this year, and it's really about who's the hottest at the right time. And I'm telling you, the one thing I think that was a hang-up with Rick Barnes for years was sometimes those teams, especially later in his tenure, they peak too soon. And by the time they hit March, they hit a wall. And they were usually burned out or they were tired or they were injured or, or you know, all of the above. Now I see that a little differently. Texas is peaking at the right time. They couldn't have picked a better time to start playing hellacious ball than the Big 12 tournament. There can't be any primer that would have got them more ready for this NCAA tournament than that Big 12 tournament. And here's another thing that people aren't talking about, a little, a little side note. Do you know how better it is the fact that Texas played in Kansas City last week, two weeks ago? Yeah. From a shooter standpoint, playing in familiar rim, right. let yeah. me tell you, it makes a world of difference. If you've been in that gym for a week shooting around, you come back two weeks later, let me tell you, you know where your spots are on the floor. You know your depth perception from the, the, the stands behind the goal. That little detail actually means a lot to a shooter. And if you see Texas shooting the ball pretty well uh, uh, Friday night, I'm going to chalk it up to, to, to that because – They've got some familiarity with those rims, and to me, that's actually an advantage. And you whipped Kansas there. If you whip Kansas in Kansas City, I can't think of anybody that would scare you. Nothing will scare you playing in that building. Uh, Texas and Xavier, of course, coming up Friday night. Last game to tip, 845 or so on Friday evening. You'll hear it right here on the Horn. We're talking with Justin Wells. Justin, let me get a football question in here. Good news for Longhorn fans as Malik Murphy, Jonathan Brooks, and Isaiah Nay are able to get back to practice. If I was a Texas fan, the one that would really stand out to me there is Nayer, because I know Sark wants to get that you know passing game going. Talk to me about Isaiah Nayer from what you've been able to see or if you've talked to somebody that's gotten eyes on him, how's he looking uh, in, in able, you know, getting, getting this started and how much do you expect from him in 2023? The expectations of what you're going to get from AOR remain to be seen, but the fact that he is where he's at right now in his rehab is tremendous because he's able to go through a lot of the stuff now. He, it, it, he's not, he's not, you know, it's not contact right now, but he doesn't need that right now. The fact that he's able to go in and out of drills, cut in and out of, of, of routes, to, to do those things, that's the most promising takeaway you can have. Because don't forget, and I said this before, I know you all are tired of hearing it, they are playing last season, it makes them a different team. Right. They are a totally different team yeah. on offense last year. And so they, they brought him along cautionary. And, it, and it's good because they're letting him take his time and get healed. I think it's important that Jonathan Brooks is back and, get, and getting those reps because – you know, he's going to be the guy more than likely that's going to start on the, in the first game. You know, Cedric Baxter's going to be nipping at his heels. Keelan Robinson's going to get his carries, but I feel like Jonathan Brooks is going to be your starter. So you want to see a good spring out of that guy. You know, Malik Murphy, I feel like, you know, Sark loves Malik. This staff does. He looked tremendous in scouting the last two months of practices last season. He's, he, he, he's got a lot of tools that you can work with. I really think they're a better quarterback room when Malik Murphy is healthy. Of course, that means uh, Arch Manning may or may not be your you know, backup quarterback. I don't think Sark necessarily wants that. I think in an ideal world, Malik Murphy is your backup. He gives you some snaps, you know, God forbid, if something happens to yours, and then you preserve Arch until, until yours moves on. And, so, and, and then you have a battle with him and Malik. And so all those guys coming back is big, but I'm with you, Chad. I'm going to say Mayor is probably the most important because if he can just get back to a percentage of what he was last year, this wide receiver room has already had a makeover. They, they have had an infusion of talent in the last three months. 
a better Nayor makes them even more dangerous. Jay Wells, you heard Steve Sarkeesian in that press conference yesterday talk about the depth. He likes the depth that they have with the roster and all the guys that he can look at, some that we haven't seen in a while, and that's how you get back to being that team that we came accustomed to in that early 2000s with Mac Brown. But how you get that depth is having those you know, junior days, which we're going to have one this weekend. Class of 2025 junior day will be held on Saturday. Who are the players that are coming in, and is there anybody worth watching or, you know, making a key point of looking at? Well, of course. Anytime you got a recruiting event in Texas and Stark has been the coach in the last two and a half years, they brought in big names. If there's one thing this staff can do, they can recruit. <laughs> they, have, they have proven that. They've got to sign a top five class with a losing record and a top three class with a few more wins. Uh, Colin Simmons. That's the name you need to know. Number one edge in the country. Uh, out, you know, uh, edge backer for, for Duncanville. Helped him win the state championship. Helped bring Reginald Samples finally a, a ring to his house. His explosiveness, explosiveness off the edge is different. He has a quick twitch to his size that is just different. I've known Colin for three years. When I met him, he was at basketball practice wearing glasses and a, and a practice jersey that was way too small for him. <laughs> It, 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 and he's looked completely different. He has changed. His, his body has changed. This is a guy with a ton of promise. Alabama, LSU, and Georgia are the leaders right now, and the reason why, they all have one thing in common. They've all won a national title in the last few years. Texas is right there on the heels. They have made a, a nice push in the last month. They're going to get him back on campus. The biggest thing for, for, for Billy Collin is getting him on campus, enjoying this weekend, enjoying the scrimmage on Saturday, and then getting that official visit locked in. Because if you get him back in June, that's when it gets real. This is more of the customary get to know you, get to see you again, how's the family, how's track, how's the off season. It gets real in June. And I think if it's a good visit this weekend, that definitely happens. That visit definitely gets made. And so Colin Simmons is definitely one you want to watch. Selman Bridges, corner out of Lake Belton. He kind of come on of late, six foot four corner. Uh, he's going to be on campus for the first time. He's building a big, good relationship with Coach Sartre and Coach Joseph. Handful of other guys. Alex January's making a return trip. He, he, he's a big fan. He was supposed to go to OU this weekend, change his mind. He's at the first junior day. He's going to be at the second junior day. He's going to take an official in late June. I expect a decision probably a few weeks after that in early, mid-July. Uh, and so right now I think you could. it looks like Texas has some focus on that defensive line. They have some focus, and, and, and to give you one more point, Nigel Smith. He's one of the highest-rated defensive ends in the country. He's got 30-something offers. Um, he's a you know, six of four. I'm going to say about 245, 250 out of Melissa. Texas, he's visited Texas before, but it always felt like both sides were kind of going in different directions. Like there, just, there wasn't much simpatico going on. As of late, Texas has kind of brought that relationship back. They, they've done some more evaluating, and that's the beauty of, of recruiting. If you don't see something in a guy you may want in six months, watch more tape, watch some development, watch him grow, and then he might grow into something you want. And, that, and that's, I think, what they're seeing with Nigel Smith. How they prioritize him after this visit will be very telling how they attack D-line recruiting out of state. Because if you've noticed, Bo Davis is a big fan of D-linemen that come out of Louisiana and Mississippi and Alabama and Tennessee and Georgia and Florida. 
it makes sense when you go into the SEC, you better go hunt in the same place that they go hunting and fishing. Right now, I think it's going to be a great weekend. I think bringing them in for a scrimmage is even better because they get to see the, the product on the field. The players have bought in. Recruits know that. They sense that. They feel that. The coaches are, have found their group. There's a lot of continuity on this staff. Uh, this weekend's going to be fun. I can't wait to be there. Inside Texas will be there, and I'll be there bright and early on Saturday morning for all the coverage. Very cool. Uh, talking with Justin Wells. Justin, before we let you go, let me throw a Cowboys question in here. Give me your thoughts on Brandon. Come on. Give me your thoughts on mm-hmm. Brandon Cooks, your thoughts on Ronald Jones, and does anything they've done change the way you feel about that 26th pick? Ooh, okay. Um, I like the Brandon Cooks move because, you. yes, you can draft a young receiver that does a lot of what he does, but the guy has he's, – he's, he's got skins on the wall. He's done it. And I think if you put Brandon Cooks in a winning atmosphere – that's only going to add to it. That's going to help Michael Gallup and CeeDee Lamb more than it's going to help Dak Prescott, which in, a, in, a whole, in total will, will help also. I think Cooks is actually an underrated get. Um, Roland Jones, oh, I'm sorry, Ronald. I, I was thinking I was Charlie Strong again. Um, <laughs> Ronald, Jones, Ronald Jones out of McKinney, Texas. I, I, was in US, I was in California the ninth that he, he, he uh, took that ball at the end of the first quarter from Sam Darnold scored a touchdown on the last play of the first half, really broke Texas back in half. Um, I, I'm indifferent on that move because they're going to draft a running back. You and I both know it. So Jones is more of a depth position type deal. I mean, hell, he wasn't getting many carries. He's got two rings in the last two seasons, three seasons, and he barely played on either one of those teams. And so I think that's more of just a depth move. I'll tell you the one I like. I like the Stephon Gilmore move. And only because you got a veteran back there. They're going to draft another corner or two. That's going to happen. They're also going to get a couple corners off of IR. They're going to get a couple guys healthy. And I think Gilmore's presence alone is going to help those younger corners. Because if, if Dallas doesn't lose all those corners at the last two months of the season last year, I think it may be a different ending last season. And so that one to me is a big move. That 26 pick, I, 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 you know, I'm still looking D-line. I'm still looking at defensive end. I saw Mel Kiper had a guy from Northwestern on the board today. I'm not going to try to pronounce his name. There's there's no reason to do that to that young man. Uh, but but I know people want to hear this, but I just don't. B. John Robinson's not going to be there at 26, and I don't think Jerry Jones is going to trade up to get him. Now, I said a lot of that before they drafted Zeke Elliott when I figured they were going to get Jalen Ramsey. We saw how that turned out. It was, it was a win for most, but – I still think at 26 you go D-line. you got to keep stacking that D-line. The truth is because Philadelphia keeps stacking the O-line. They keep stacking the offense, and that's the team you're chasing. The biggest thing for me with Dallas isn't who they get at running back. It's making damn sure the Eagles don't get B. John Robinson. Because, buddy, (laughs) that is not a world I want to live in. Yeah, we were talking about that earlier as well. I would agree with you, Mr. Wells. That's Justin Wells, Inside Texas, On3.com, at Justin Wells, 2424 on Twitter. He is now officially in the no Bijan, no Bijan sauce, no Bijan mustard, no Bijan anything in Philly, please. It does not go well on a cheesesteak. That is that is what we are hoping. Uh, anyway, that like he enjoyed Never. himself yesterday. No. Jay Wells, that, you got to act like you enjoy. You got to be nice Dang. to him. There's no need to stay. <laughs> <laughs> Tell him, Justin. There's no need. Dang over there, stoking the fire. You know we don't need that. Yo, them cheesesteaks. You've ever had one of them cheesesteaks, Jay Wells? 
Them things pretty good, man. Mm, man. They hit different. They really do. Hey, Texadelphia is still making good cheese steaks. Right? Hey, I miss Texadelphia. I love Texadelphia. Thank you. I do too. Texadelphia with the mustard blend is just oh, fine. bring that back. Nothing wrong Ooh, with that. There's plenty. With the chips. There's with the chips. Exactly. There's All right, I'm going to go eat lunch. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Thank you, Justin. Have a good week, brother. <laughs> Nothing but love, gentlemen. Thanks, Jay Wells. Oh, my God. Justin Wells, some good Texas talk, some cowboy stuff, and he got us hungry at the end. Yo, um, Texadelphia, so underrated. Are they really gone? Are there still Texadelphia? I want to say there's there? one left, but I don't know where it is. Ooh, I do love me some Texadelphia. All right. Um, thanks to Justin for his time. Uh, coming up, we'll get you the Flex segment. Wednesday night Flex show returns tonight, along with our other Wednesday night shows. We'll get you set up for that. Plus, some awesome base running. Not in the flex area, but we still have to give her love. And it brings the question up, did you ever use the oldest trick in the book and it actually worked? We'll talk about it on the horn. Chad and Zay. Okay. I like it. I don't recognize it, but I like it. It's a good feel. Feels like uh feels like we might be solving some crime in the 70s is what it feels like. What do you got here? Dave in the cave exclusive. He just came in, dropped off a sheet of paper, yes. and I'm playing the song. It's called Pimp Walk by <laughs> Bo Hannon. I don't know who Bo Hannon is. Ah, uh, like H-A-N-N-O-N? Yeah. Bohannon. It's called Pimp Walk. Well, it, it, it kind of has a feel to it. Oh, it's a Pimp Walk old school feel. I can feel somebody Pimp Walking to this. Again, in my mind, the way I grew up, this is somebody Pimp Walking to solve a crime. Yeah. This is the badass cop in a badass leather jacket. Has going, a fro. Going to, has some kind has of... some type of fro. Some type of fro, fro working and a big, muscly car to get into. Right. And this is how they walk to the car. Right here. Yeah. I need this beat in my head every day. I, everything would be cooler. Uh, I need this. If I'm walking in the grocery store and this is in my head, that'd be fantastic. All right. So shout out to Bo Hannon. We also had Cindy Lauper and Great White earlier in the show. Hope you're having a good Wednesday. If you want... To throw anything at us, it is uh, the Specs text line, 337-3776. Also, as long as we're playing some music there and thinking of music, we would remind you, only a few more days to get your True Grit Rodeo fix. Rodeo Austin closes this weekend. If you have not made it out, now is the time. Pro Rodeo Action, live music, carnival, petting zoo, Festival Foods, and the 100X Club. Visit RodeoAustin.org or the concert calendar at HornFM.com. Always a good time out there at the rodeo. Uh, and uh, always a good time talking sports. we got a lot of sports crossing up uh, this week with Coda hosting NASCAR, with ACC hosting the match play one more time. By the way, all you golf folks, have a great time out there. It sucks that it's not going to be there anymore, so soak it up one more time. Maybe they'll come back one day. Who knows? Maybe they'll reset it at some point, but I know a lot of people love going out to that event. So Best of luck to all the golfers. Interested to see if maybe Scheffler can go back-to-back 
Longhorn, you know, back to back on the on the winning side, but you have so many big names in town, which is so cool. You get names like Rom and McElroy and Spieth and all these big dogs coming in uh, to battle that course. So that's going on this week, and of course. We're getting you ready for Sweet 16. Texas and Xavier, Friday night late, 8.45, 9 p.m. Before we get to the flex segment, Zay, I rewatched the end of the Texas women's game to see if I could figure out sort of what was happening between the Texas player, the Texas player and the Louisville player. Yeah, Sonia Morris and, Morris and uh, Van, Van Lith. Van Lith, yes. Um, there, all I could do was read the. I read the. You could read the lips of the Texas player Morris saying, "You call me a B again." It was. It was. It felt like it was starting to be yeah. a little bit of a. You call me that again, and as soon as she said, "You call me that again," that's when <laughs> Van Lith said it again. That's when Van Lith stopped and just started walking. But you could. I swear, she says it again. Does she? See, that's where I couldn't read the lips. There, she, like she goes, "Okay, B." And then, like, kind of does like Did hand, she, like okay. I ain't trying to worry about that. B. Yeah, she was not uh, <laughs> not happy. Oh man, not happy. She was fired up at the end there uh, with those twenty-one points she gave us. It mm. didn't look good. It ain't look good. Yeah, that's tough. I don't know if I would have. Uh, I'm not sure if I would would have gone at her with that exact attitude. But you know, you never know. The emotions are obviously high right there after the game. So thankfully, there was nothing there. A little, you know, a little verbal dust up never hurt anybody. A lot of good emotion at the end of a game like that. We'll see what Texas and Xavier have on the men's side right now. Let's get you a flex 30 segment speaking of uh speaking of girls with attitude we got a girl with some attitude on the base pads and we'll tell you about tonight's flex show here we go flex atx for the best high school sports coverage listen to the horn and go to flxatx.com flex 30 is brought to you by Brain Vault. Brain Vault is a revolutionary and patented mouth guard that has been proven to help reduce the risk of concussion. Visit BrainVault.com and join the movement. FLXATX.com. And, of course, check out the Wednesday Night Flex Show tonight. We told you yesterday, but we'll remind you, Bryce Hager, uh, obviously a local legend. He's going to be on the show tonight. And they're also going to have former Hayes running backs Zach O'Bara and Kyrie Payton. And part of the idea they're putting together tonight is to have Bryce Hager on and talk about, you know, the the goal of being a high school star, being a good player, and trying to get to the next level, and then ultimately that next level, which Bryce has obviously done. So should be interesting tonight. That's 7 to 8 on the Wednesday Night Flex Show. Then you got the Longhorn Blitz podcast at 8 o'clock, and that, of course, is with Jeff Howe and Rod and uh, Matt Butler. And 9 o'clock is Fight Night with the guys talking about all the stuff with uh, UFC, boxing, MMA, and all of that. And then sports guys talking wrestling at 10. And we are, of course, in the lead-up towards WrestleMania. It is that time of year. So we got a full Wednesday night lineup tonight. Good guests uh, for that show. Now, we couldn't resist on this one today. We will admit when Mike Harge tries to grab a hold of those Colleen Ellison Eagles and make them a part of the flex area, the flex viewing area, we allow it. We allow it. Yeah, we accept it. We will go ahead and accept that. We know going into this discussion that Carthage is not in that area. All right, we get it. We get it. But my man Zach Lucero from the Flex crew sent me this video, and we had to talk about it today. I retweeted it. Zay retweeted it. Remember, at C. Hastings 1049 for me and at ain't that underscore Zay for Zay. So this is Carthage softball, 
and a senior named Jada Walton. You go watch the video. The title, one of the, it's one of the, the media guys in their area out there in Carthage, and titled it, Carthage Senior Jada Watson Refused with Every Fiber of Her Being to Be Tagged Out at Home. So when you go watch this video, you're going to see a pretty basic play. We've seen a lot in baseball and softball. Runner on second, grounder right up the middle. Actually, runner on second and third. And the runner on second is coming all the way around, and it's Walton. She avoids the tag out wide. She ends up on all fours at one point, jumps back up, and then she attempts the what's that over there. You've seen it in cartoons. If you love Back to the Future, Marty McFly uses it very effectively. But in real life, Zay, it's not really supposed to work. That's tough. It actually worked. And it's a really close play, even when she gets back in there trying to get the hand on the plate because the catcher does try to tag her on the back. But assuming it was a safe call, I think he's right. I think she gets back in. I think she missed her on the tag both times. So credit to Walton. And that's the middle of the game. I'm not sure how the game ended. But I did not realize, sometimes you forget that the oldest trick in the book might actually be the thing that works. She points towards first base as if to say, what is that over there? Hey, Biff, what is that (laughs) over there? And it works. She actually looks. Have any of you ever used that trick in a sporting event and it worked? Have you ever used the hidden ball trick and it worked? Yeah, Rookie of the Year, one of my favorite movies ever. Henry Roland Garner. Breaks arm. Okay, throws 100. Right. Now he's in, I want to say it's for the pennant or something. Breaks his arm again, loses that 100-mile-per-hour ability, had to improvise. Spoiler alert. Hitting ball trick, one out. There then go. he goes, all right, guy leading off first base. He goes, I'm going to throw it in the air. He's like throwing it in the air, and the guy's trying to lead off wondering if he should go first or second. <laughs> he fakes it. He acts like he's going to throw it and really he never high, throws it. and he never throws it. Wow. Yeah, he gets him. Did any of that ever work? I told Zay today, I went and cover. I was covering a state championship baseball game one time, and it was Atlanta. I'll never forget. The Atlanta Rabbits won a state title off of the fake to third Atlanta, throw to Texas? First. Atlanta, Texas. Good grief. Fake to third, throw to first. It never works. The crowd always goes, oh, yeah, whatever, and kind of murmurs. It won a state title because he fakes to third, and as he turns to go to first, the dude on first lost his mind and just sprinted towards second. <laughs> So so the the pitcher's like, this is awesome. He just throws to the second baseman, or I can't remember if it was short or second, but probably shortstop covering. And he tagged him. He had two feet to tag him. That's genius stuff. It was incredible. Yeah, I mean, the presence of mind for Jada Walton to do that is impressive. But the catcher, come on. We got to be better. We got to be better. She points. What are we looking at? How can we get duped like that? How do you let? Oh How? my God! Yeah, that's where you're just. Oh, it's so you just feel so because, bad. because, like, on the basketball court again, Serge Barry Rice, best pump fake in the world, best pump fake, in yeah, all in the nation. So I get that, but you're never going to turn away from never gonna, Jabari on the play, right? right? Now you're going to go up, but you're not going to turn your head. Now there's fake passes. I've seen like Luca. Yes. Luca might be the best at it. He'll be on the baseline and he'll like fake the pass. 
and then guys will turn completely around. They'll like lay it up or yeah. something. But that's still. What was the one the other day? Was it K State? Was it Noel that did that the other day? That great fake we talked about, where he's looking halfway across. Oh yeah, the for the alley oop. That alley oop. Yeah, that yeah. was awesome. Yeah, he's not a little kid, by the way, John Calipari. You disrespectful muck. Are you yeah. serious? What kind of, see, that's, that's Is another that what he reason. Called him? He called him a little kid in oh, the presser. That's rude. He goes, yeah, the little kid killed us. The little kid? The little kid. That's a grown-ass man. He might be 5'7". That's a grown-ass man from Harlem that gave y'all uh, 20-something points. I was going to say, I don't care if he's 8 inches tall. He just wore you, you out. You better respect him. I wouldn't call him a little kid yeah, under they, any circumstance. They had a little B. Marquise Noel tweeted out, we're good. Wow. But that's so disrespectful. That is. Yeah, that's not good. You don't want that. Because you know we already got little man syndrome. Those little guys, yeah. oh, be careful. You got to be careful. I've All seen right. little guys snap downtown. Snap, completely snap. Just, just one short jump, mind. maybe just like a tap on the head, or yeah. see their woman dancing with a larger man. Just lose it, absolutely lose it. Fighting, getting they ass whoop. Some win, some are tough. <laughs> see their woman dancing with a larger <laughs> man, like that affects him more than a if it was bit. another short guy. Oh yeah, oh yeah, yeah. okay, yeah. Because you always think, what does he have that I don't? You know. Uh, so if she's dancing, if I'm 5'7 and she's dancing with 5'7, I'm not as mad yeah. as if she's dancing yeah, with. Yeah, she got a type. But if she's dancing with 6'4, mm. now we got a problem. Yeah. Yeah, because I can't bring 6'4. <laughs> you can't. Without a ladder. Absolutely. Yeah, okay. You feel a little bit emasculated. So then I go hit him with the official ladder of the final four Werner ladders. <laughs> Crack. Right, right across the back. <laughs> have you ever heard those moments where Craig has to read that sponsor? They make the announcers read the Warner Ladder sponsor now. No. Yeah. I mean, it's brilliant for yeah. Warner Ladders. Yeah, no, you got to read our name. Absolutely, you have to say our name. Shout out to uh, the young lady from Carthage. Yes, it's outside the flex area, but uh, Jada Walton with some great base running. Let us know if you've ever used the oldest trick in the book, and it actually worked. Uh, I have never, ever seen those. Uh, this says, I once chased the best soccer player on the other team screaming. What? I don't know. Sorry. I'm, I, don't I don't know what that word is. Yeah, I don't either, either, so I'm not going to read that. We're not going to read that. <laughs> we don't want to get in trouble. Yeah, this says, uh, I hit a high pop-up behind first and yelled, I got it, I got it, the whole way to first. It worked, and the ump told me never to do that again. I haven't thought of that one. You're the batter, and you just scream and yell a lot, see if you get him to drop the ball. It's not bad. Yeah, that's... Interesting. Only thing I ever did on the tennis court that was sort of like that is if I ever had a situation where if you had an overhead like at the net, I'd played a lot of doubles too. If you were at an overhead at the net and it was, took a while, it was going to bounce real high, I would run up to the net and turn my back to give them something weird to look at. And if they hit me in the back of the head or in the back, well, it doesn't matter. Like, who cares? If you could do it, go ahead. Try. Yeah, why? Because they could see your like extreme back knee through your jersey? They were just what was going on there. No, I'm saying you give them a like a a roadblock or something that they didn't plan to to hit through. How dare you? Okay, how no? I'm how just, dare you? I don't play tennis like that. I don't My know. God, I confided in you about the tennis playing back knee days, and now you do this. I had the Rick Rude back knee issue going on, and that it was self conscious, and now you're bringing it up again. No, no, just to give them something where normally it would freak them out and they would just hit it into the back fence. Huh. And they would hit it out. Because it's just, it's a pretty, it's a really easy shot. It's a total gimme. But now if they did hit me, it's their point. 
but it would usually distract them enough. That's about all I ever did that would be considered sort of trying some old trick or whatever. Right. But yeah, that's that is weird. I, lo- I love them in baseball and softball the be- the most because that seems to be the sport where he can do those things. One of my favorite slapstick movies of all time is Basketball. Creators of South Park. Oh, still never seen that movie. Oh, it's amazing. It's it's bad. It's a really bad movie, but it's one of those. It's so bad. It's good. And those guys, like you could psych guys out when they shoot the ball and try to get them to miss. And you know, point of the game is like the baseball basketball combination. So you could psych guys out right. by saying messed up things to them to get them to miss, which they do <laughs> throughout the whole movie, and it's hilarious. I do need to see that one. I love Trey and Matt. Uh, one text before the break here. It says, Chad, junior high basketball, out of bounds play. Quote, hey, I'm supposed to throw the ball in, got the ball and scored a layup, laughed the whole time. You're cut. <laughs> the defense let that happen? The hell is going on? The defense was confused because they scored. That's what he's saying. Like he got, they got scored on instead Uh, of inbounding the ball. I I think this is what I'm taking. I guess he just gets it and shoots it on the other team's basket. I thought he was saying it's an out of bounds play, and he's tries he's he's distracting everybody by saying, "Hey, I'm supposed to throw the ball in," and that makes the other players relax. And then the guy actually throwing the ball and just hits you with a pass. And you get a layup. Oh, you know what I mean? Because yeah, somebody's yeah, not yeah, paying yeah, attention. Yeah, yeah. It makes him relax for a second to think you're about to switch. <laughs> oh, that's funny. All right, there's your flex segment. We do it every day about 1.30. Up next, where are we at in society? We'll see what Zay's got today. Chip Brown coming up from Horns247.com. He'll be in Kansas City with the Texas men getting ready for Xavier. We'll get his breakdown on that game and any Texas football spring football talk that needs to be mentioned. That's all coming up on the horn. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Chad and Zay. <laughs> it's like a couple of robots wrote a song about empty nesting. Very strange. Very strange. What's the song called? Games People Play. Games People Play. I feel like I should know this. I feel like I'm going to feel slightly silly when you say it, but I don't I don't really have a guess. Who is it? The Alan Parsons Project. Yeah, that wasn't happening. I'm aware of the Alan Parsons Project, but I don't know any Alan Parsons Project stuff. That, was, that missed me on multiple levels. A... My dad wasn't into that. My brother wasn't into that stuff. And I just, I never knew anybody. There wasn't a, to this day, there's never been a person to say to me, you know, Chad, you should check out some Alan Parsons project. Yeah, this is interesting song. Somebody likes it. That's why we play it. Wow. That is the nicest way to be mean I've ever heard. <laughs> Somebody likes this. So that's why we're playing it. Uh, all right. Little Alan Parsons project for you. 
We got a lot going on today. Uh, football stuff, including Cam Newton throwing at Auburn yesterday. We still get to need to get to that Giselle story at some point because uh, I don't think anybody will believe what she's saying about Tom Brady, even though I want to believe her. Uh, Two o'clock hour, we'll start with Chip Brown of Horns247.com. He will be in Kansas City uh, with that Texas men's team. He talked to us about Dylan DeSue last week, did an article writing about DeSue, and it's like he was setting up the game. So we'll talk to him about that coming up. Right now, though, where are we at in society? Let's find out where Zay wants to go. Where are we at in society today? All right, Zay, do I need to go to Twitter here? Yeah, go to Twitter. Okay, I was just checking out. Yeah, the... you're going to enjoy the story. Okay. Because Jimmy Garoppolo, we just found out this past week or so that he signed a three-year, $67 million deal to go to the Vegas Raiders, which mm-hmm. it's Vegas. It's Jimmy G. He's attractive. He likes porn stars. It all makes sense. So a famous Vegas area brothel, Chicken Ranch, has offered Jimmy G Free sex for life. Whoa. Free sex for life. At the chicken ranch? Yeah. Where, of, where it's legal, by the way. That's right. That's right. Whoa. One of the main workers, Caitlin Bell, said, I almost fainted when I heard Jimmy sign with the Raiders. He deserves free sex just for joining our team. But he gets free sex for life because he's such a legit babe. Jimmy brought the Niners to the Super Bowl, and he could do the same for the Raiders. She also said the next big game is in Vegas, so I'm going to go all the way to inspire Jimmy to go all the way. (laughs) This is the angle I had not thought of, but I told you when this happened, Jimmy in Vegas is going to be wild. This is going to be one of the wildest stories, that city and the and him just the way the presentation the way he looks anyway but also you mentioned it the fact that we already know he has dated a porn star in the last couple of years yeah that has already happened it was like when you found out Rob Gronkowski was buddies with a porn star remember that story it just tells you something a little bit different about that guy so i just want to ask now fellas fellas if you are with your woman right now please Either turn the radio down. No, keep it up. Or off. She or needs to hear this too. Distract or do whatever you need to do. No, but she I'm needs just, to hear this too. To the fellas out there, if you were the famous, if you're Jimmy G and you're not dating anybody, you'd take advantage of that offer, right? <laughs> Maybe one time. Like if I'm Jimmy G, I'm checking on, okay, I know you guys did the HBO show. So can we talk about cameras on, cameras off? Number one. Give me your policy. Lay it out. That HBO show was so raunchy. Lay, I loved that show. Let, <laughs> lo- you loved. also watch Real Sex too, huh? Loved that show. Not as much Real Sex. Okay. Not as much. Not as much as you'd think. <laughs> um, a little bit, but not as much as you'd think. But the idea of, I just wow. See that's and it's the, again the cheapness in me. That's what's coming out of here right now. I'm like, oh, my oh God, yeah. Can you imagine? Because. If you have not heard Uncle Chad's stance on this, I do believe prostitution should be legal everywhere, worldwide. Um, Legal, regulated, and safe. Um, And it is there. That's at the chicken ranch. Right. It is legal, it is regulated, and it is safe, and they make sure everybody is is taken care of in more ways than one. And so now you're talking about if you are the quarterback of an NFL team, 
would you take advantage? And for that matter, Zay, if you're the Raiders, do you now have to put another, uh, maybe a new writer in the old uh, in the old contract and hand it to Jimmy and say, "Hey, just double checking, man. Why don't you go ahead and sign that you're going to say no to all that?" See, that's the thing, the <laughs> distraction. Like you're our franchise quarterback, which Jimmy G shouldn't be your franchise quarterback, but you gave him 67 mil. You playing them? Mm-hmm. I we don't need this distraction, Jimmy G. I get it. We know what we were doing when we signed you, yep. but it was to play football. Yeah, We know your history. You like porn stars and stuff. And Jimmy G, he's one of the most attractive men in the world. He don't need this free sex. It's free for him no matter what. Like, it's Jimmy right. Garoppolo. Yeah. Well, no, that's the, yeah, that's the other part of it that, that we've already talked about. It's the, the amount of distractions, the amount of just show that this is going to have for Jimmy. In Vegas, in that city... It's just incredible. So I hadn't thought of this angle. If I'd really sat down and thought about it, I guess I could have gotten there. But, yes, Las Vegas is going to throw everything it's got at Jimmy G, and this is it. It's most famous. Just That's not in Vegas, but it's most famous outside of Vegas, you know, brothel has now – they're throwing everything they've got at Jimmy G to try to get some, get some love, get some pub. That's going to get them – and that'll get them some customers. Oh, yeah. It's smart marketing. It really is. He just became a he, he just became a spokesperson without becoming a spokesperson, but that would be a hell of a commercial. Hi, I'm Jimmy Garoppolo <laughs> for the Chicken Ranch. What's it called, Chicken Ranch? Yeah, Chicken Ranch. Yes, I'm Jimmy Garoppolo for the Chicken Ranch. See him walking the halls, walking in and out of rooms and stuff. Oh, that's Keep, slimy. Giving you the full I, tour. Come on, Jimmy. Jimmy you, you can do better. Jimmy at the bar with a drink. <laughs> Wearing like a really sleazy You're suit. You're an NFL quarterback, Jimmy. Oh, you could do better. It'd be fantastic. I mean, there's the Jimmy G route, or you could go Phillip Rivers. Look, we got to lean in here. Jimmy, you can be a part of destigmatizing prostitution forever, man. You need to believe in this enough. Because there's obviously a difference. There is a difference. Yeah, you're going to pay for it no matter what anyway, whether it's straight to the point or dinner. Yeah. You paying. You paying for something. I mean, you know, if if uh, if Jimmy G is after a tough game, if he needs some no no connections, no hassle, you know, <laughs> discussion, then uh, this is a place offering. That's all I'm saying. I'm not trying to be Jimmy's agent here, but I am trying to live vicariously through a quarterback in the NFL. I will admit that. Two o'clock hour coming up. Chip Brown of Horns247.com will start us off. We'll talk Longhorn football and basketball next. On the horn.